0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's time for Let's Humanize the Workplace. Maybe it's better to show my face. So, hi, <laughs> my name is Vivian Aqua, the Workplace Wellness Advocate, and I'm also the live producer of Let's Humanize the Workplace, a broadcast where I and my guests inspire employees and employers to do better and to make the workplace more humanized. And today it's Uh, A very exciting day. Well, a very exciting day. I mean, this is my fifth week of being at home, staying at home, and I am staying at home from the Netherlands, um, which has been challenging. Uh, Most of you know that I'm also a mother and I have a partner, and we have been staying in for about five weeks. And it has been a challenging road. And I'm trying to to keep the mindful route, uh, by doing things mindfully, even though sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't. I also have to be honest about that. But I am doing my best. And what gives me energy is having these, doing these interviews and also inspiring everybody uh, along the way. Am I going to talk about COVID? I might, but there is so much news out there that I try to uh, have a normal conversation. And I'm not that. I am forgetting about COVID, but there's that there is a lot more going on besides COVID. So that's why I chose to continue with this podcast. So um, if you're watching, just say hi. Know that I'm going to do a shout out. And also if you're watching, just let me know if you can see the LinkedIn. I'm going to check. I see a few people watching. Just say hi, because I don't buy it. I only do a few shout outs and include you in the conversation. And if you have any questions or anything to share during this uh, this broadcast, just let me know so that I can include you in the conversation. And sharing is caring. I also want to say something about this, because um, lately I have been seeing something that worries me. And uh, a lot of people are thinking that, the way that we used to have meetings can be transferred into all these back-to-back video calling, et cetera, et cetera. But note that there is such a thing as Zoom fatigue, that people are really tired of watching the screens for about two hours. And that's why I want to put some emphasis on the managers, those who are planning the meetings, co-workers, uh, team members. Please be mindful of your team. And please know that there are other ways to... Uh, to engage with your team via internal podcasting or uh, try try to minimize the, the meeting length. So don't kidnap your team member for about two hours. If you can put the content or say what you want to say within maybe 45 minutes, and if you must hold a Zoom meeting or if you must hold a um, a video call conference, um maybe try to just talking, right? You don't have to see each other all the time because seeing each other and talking at the same time can be very, um, can can remove a lot of energy from that person. Maybe I'm not saying the right word because it's almost the end of the day here in the Netherlands and uh, I've been dealing with t- teaching, with working in between time. So uh, pardon me for blurring up my words. I'm trying to make things work uh, here, but, know that I don't want to hear no more stories about people kidnapping their colleagues or managers kidnapping their team members just to have a conversation for the conversation, for the conversation, for the conversation. Stop it now, please. So like this, like my image is saying uh, there, (laughs) I don't know where to point like this one there. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I had it up to here. That's all I want to say. I had it up to here. So please stop, please stop the the Zoom fatigue. I also want to um, end this part with a positive message. I have been secretly sharing a video with me smiling and that's only because I want to pass on the positive vibes. I want to pass on the good stuff. So join me in this smile challenge. If you um, if just record yourself with a positive message and ask the person that you are um, video or sending it to to join you in this in this challenge so that they can share their smile, because I feel like this this period, we need to lift up our spirits. We need to smile more and we need to. Um, send me more positive vibes because the world needs us and the world needs your smile so that's why I'm sharing this and also share that with a colleague or a family member or a friend you never know who you might be helping during this time I know a lot of people are dealing with loneliness and uh, this is a positive way to do that I've been getting so much so many positive reactions just of me is this was just a spontaneous action of me doing something good for people and the the feedback that I got was very I I got even emotion emotional out of it so you never know who you might touch and you never know uh who you know who you uplift in their day you might be uplifting somebody's day so please join me in this conversation and just share a smile a smile isn't hurting a smile is only lifting up your spirits and the spirits of your colleague or your family member or a friend so join me smile so now I'm going to bring up my guest Mila (coughs) (laughs) Deschamps Mila is a keynote speaker, a culture scientist and a visionary who partners with leaders, businesses, universities and communities to drive change, enablement and encourage in the way we lead and cultivate human equity through acceptance, a missing component in diversity. Hmm, I'm going to talk more about that soon. but. Now it's time to activate heart and culture. Welcome, Mila, to this conversation.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and having me on your show and sharing this space with you to have a really one-to-one dialogue with you.
0: Yes, thank you as well. A lot of people may suspect that you are from England, but... Where are you streaming from? Where, what's happening in your
1: space? So, so I am streaming from uh, Washington DC area. So I live about thirty to forty minutes outside of DC, a little town called Reston, Virginia. And oh. around this area, well, uh, we have been on a lockdown, not a strict lockdown, but a lockdown as to, like quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. It just. I live across Trader Joe's, which is just five minutes walk from here. And they found someone infected in the supermarket on mm. on April 6th. And I was in that supermarket on April 6th and wow. I, was, I was wearing my mask and my gloves. I'm fine. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. It's April 14th. But it's, you know, it's so it's scary. scary. Yeah, it's yeah. really scary. You never know who this virus is going to. A fact and mm. you know virus doesn't see race, language, age, uh your religious beliefs. It doesn't discriminate it, you know, at all. No. Yeah. It, if it feels like all right, I'm gonna come, yeah, it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, that's what is happening. A lot of people I think are undergoing stress, anxiety mm-hmm. because of the quarantine. I hear my neighbours fight. Um, yeah. Quite a lot. And, you know, it's just having that empathy and kindness, right? Because when you're isolated, when I say isolated, not like on a deserted island, but isolated from
0: mm-hmm.
1: where your privilege is taken away from yeah. interacting on a daily basis, going to the, the coffee shop or tea shop to get your tea, all you do is watch Netflix and be at home and see your spouse or your family. It drives you nuts. So, yeah. That puts people in this perpetual cycle of oh my god I need a break but I can't take a break so that's what is happening.
0: <laughs> I, I can totally agree with you and also know that a lot of people aren't used to being alone. A lot of people are not used to working from home mm-hmm. and a lot of you, a lot of people aren't you know don't have maybe a loving home or a loving spouse or maybe right. a child is in is not in in a loving home so my heart and my support goes out to those who have who are having a difficult time at home because this lockdown my my complaints or the challenges that I am facing is nothing comparing mm-hmm. to your lockdown so my heart really goes out to you
1: yeah that's so true and yeah. people who are single right yeah. it's like, and yeah. you live alone They they do not have any access to a hug. Yeah. And we need
0: that. We need that. Yeah, Yeah. we need that. I mean, I I spoke recently to a a couple of single friends of mine and they were really going through a challenging time because they had their outings, they had their uh, their dinner dates, Mm -hmm. they had their coffee dates, and now it's all gone. And now they're trying. I mean, here in the Netherlands we are allowed to move, but they encourage us to stay inside as much as we can but mm-hmm. during the warm weather some people find it challenging to stay inside and especially when it's group it's it's weird that a few years ago or 10 years ago i used to work in in london where it's very crowded overcrowded in the the tube and now when i see a crowd i get scared i'm just like no i don't want to go there i don't want to be there right yeah
1: and it's invisible right it, yeah it, it's so in, it's not like something that you can see it's not like mm-hmm. a, a tiger or a lion that you yeah. can see
0: <laughs> life, you, have you have you watched something that you're referring to? <laughs> what's it called a uh, tiger king <laughs> yes I haven't seen it but I've seen the sensation everywhere so getting back to getting back to yeah. this topic um What is your connection with humanizing the workplace?
1: Oh, yeah. So I underwent such a a tough journey, right? And the journey was I used to work for a Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. And it was based out of Seattle, headquartered out of Seattle. And I was like, oh, it's my dream job. I want to work for this company. And then when I started my journey, the first six months was fantastic. It was a great team. And then and I moved to teams, that's when hell broke. And I think this is what hell is. Mm -hmm. And I started experiencing where my voice was constantly oppressed. My ideas were constantly neglected. Right. And all I I was told was I'm not good enough. I was not worthy. I was not doing a great job regardless Mm -hmm. of whatever I did. Right. The narrative was always, you're a foreigner. You're a foreigner. You don't understand. And it, it it caused a lot of dissonance within myself because I was like the person, my supervisor, was a foreigner herself. But I felt that you know she was using her privilege and she was a Caucasian female. Uh, and you know, even though you're a foreigner, that's a privilege, even though mm-hmm. foreigners, and I, I felt like this is not the place I want to be in, but that kind of narrative that kind of bullying kept on happening and my confidence was absolutely depleted Mm -hmm. Uh, well depleted to from 100 to like about 60 Mm percent and that was the exact time when my dad passed away and I felt Mm. uh, I felt that I was unhurt right Mm -hmm. I was told by my supervisor oh take a break take a break and I I was like okay if I take a break what will it look like if I came back? And Mm -hmm. she taught me, if you came back, you will not be in this team anymore. So I felt that that was a form of microaggression. And then she did find someone to replace me Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know what? I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do all these projects. And I think it was, the identifier was that I was outshining her and she didn't like it. So she used... The excuse of I lost my dad, I was not in the right mindset. I was not performing and used it against me and I was like, no, I am performing, but you're asking me to do dehumanizing work mm-hmm. and it's not possible. It's so ludicrous to to sit in front of a computer for eight to ten hours and do data entry. That's I was a global project manager. How, how do you expect me to do this? This is not even a project. And when I started speaking about, you know, automation, she was not willing to buy it. And that was just such risk-caused dissonance, right? And I was like, okay, my only way out is to move to a different team. And when I moved to a different team, the abuse was 100 times worse than Mm. the previous team. Was it from the same same, uh, manager? it was a different manager because when I moved mm-hmm. teams, it, we normally get different set of managers. Mm-hmm. So it was three managers that I had reported under, um, and <clears throat> no matter what I did, was not getting there. And I was like, okay, I want to learn what is going on. So I approached my HR department. And I spoke with my HR partners, and they were like, oh, I know your managers. They're not like that. The problem is with you." Mm-hmm. So. I asked my HR partners, "How can I improve? Because this is what I'm doing. This is the response I'm getting. And when I pivot, this is what I'm getting. There are like, oh, here are all the links. Go figure. <laughs> so I was not getting this support. Mm. So I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then I was like doing projects again. It was it was I was outshining. And my intention was not to outshine. My intention was to solve the problems which was happening in the team and that was the reason why i was brought in as a global program manager to the team Mm -hmm. so i identified a lot of problems and my manager was like this is not a problem this is not a problem and i had data to back it up and quickly it became such a toxic environment where i had the same narrative as to you're a foreigner you can't speak english you're not capable of presenting my job description started in a changing quite a bit from a global program manager to a data entry person Mm -hmm. Um, it really dehumanized me in every asset work was dumped on me every time i asked questions or i pushed back or challenged my manager as to like why is this so and i would get yelled at every single day i even got yelled at it's like why are you challenging me stop asking me questions stop speaking back to me you know, but you like,
0: still you still stayed there for a while, right? Right, for
1: two and a half years. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because it's like to a point that was my paycheck, right? That mm-hmm. was my paycheck. I was uh, supporting my paralyzed mum. No one knew that I was supporting my paralyzed mum, who lives mm-hmm. in a foreign country, not in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, oh, if I lost this job, you know, I would not be able to support her. And I did not want to lose that paycheck. So I kept mm-hmm. on like going, forward, going f- forward. And, and you know, I ignored a lot of signs as to depression, anxiety. I would wake up at 2 a.m. having panic attacks. I don't cry. I would just burst out crying. Even sitting at the dinner table or lunch table, I thought about, you know, how could I kill myself in various wow. ways? And wow. you know, the lies talk to me became my reality. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, I really believed that I was not worthy. I was a stupid foreigner who couldn't speak English, who was dumb. I really believed all the lies told by my managers. And I actually stood on top of a building in 2018, ready to commit suicide. I was ready to jump. And at that moment, I heard a voice. No one was around me that again, you know, I heard a voice saying stop and at that same time i received a text message from my sister my sister didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. and she said, is everything okay i have a feeling and mm. that was a defining moment for me to like step back and really think about i am worthy the mila before all this experience was just yeah. a fantastic mila you know who globally did research who embarked on so many projects who launched so many successful projects even for the company that i was with even for the team i saved half a million dollars for my team and that was not looked as success you know and i walked away from that corporate tenure i walked away without knowing where my next paycheck was going to come about mm-hmm. you and had to
0: save yourself right you had to save your sanity and i i can totally i can relate to some part of what you're saying because i have dealt my portion. i have had my portion of Uh, dealing with toxic environment, but also dealing Mm -hmm. with toxic people where they discredit you to a point that you start doubting who you are Mm -hmm. and what your powers are. Uh, Even up to recently, I removed myself from that situation because I felt like uh, my life, my, my uh, me becoming a happy mother, I did not do this to become unhappy and to show my son that this is the way out. So I, did what you shared, right? I went to HR, I went to my manager, I went to so many people. And then I realized that um, I had to stop doing that because they were listening and they were doing the best that they they could, but it was out of their, their control where I felt like I was being, in a way, it felt like they failed on me. But then again, I knew that they did their best. But still, I knew I had to withdraw myself and I had to seek out something else because I am not one of those persons where I am working to, to live or I'm right. living to work. I'm working to live, not living to work. And I'm working towards my happiness, not my unhappiness.
1: Right, right. And that's such an important key, right? We need to value mm-hmm. our own happiness. And it's so easy. It's so easy when we are in the midst of abuse. Yeah. We don't realise that it's happening to us. We always think that, okay, I need to improve. I need to improve. That's mm-hmm. the narrative which has been sent in the workplaces yeah. for years, for decades, right? Because it came I from... Go ahead. I-
0: Yes, I think also this period for with with Corona, um, something that somebody shared with me this afternoon. There are a lot of people are losing their jobs, and there are a lot of people reevaluating: Am I happy? Is this you know the job that I need to be, and where I need to be? And I think that this is the best time to do that. This is the best time to reinvent yourself. And if you have lost your job, I am so sorry, but know that you are not your job. You Mm -hmm. can do so much better and there are so many online courses where you can level up your skills so that you can become the best person that you deserve to be and that somebody else is not valuing you, that's their loss.
1: Right. You you just highlighted a very important point Mm -hmm. that you mentioned about you are not a job. And that's so important because someone's identity, we are so taught how yeah. to form our identity even in schools right mm-hmm. your identity is which school did you go to do you have a bachelor's yeah. degree yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of job do you do yeah. those are the adopted socialized adoption of what identity mm-hmm. is supposed to yeah. be but our true identities are what kind of person are we right mm-hmm. do we care for each other do Do i enable you in such a way that you become the best version of yourself even if you shine brighter than me Yeah. right so that's what is,
0: it, is it about shining brighter? Because once you shine, that as a manager, it will also help me and my team shine and right. we encourage each other instead of looking at each other like jealous or being jealous. Why not encourage each other to you know, everybody shine bright like a diamond. I have right. a, a small diamond here oh. or a plastic diamond that I that I hold on to. Somebody there gave it to me. And once in a while when I am in my, when, when I'm in my little rut, I look at it and see that sometimes a diamond needs to be sharpened to be yeah. perfect. And that's the same thing as a team. Why not look at your team as a diamond that needs to be sharpened instead of being yeah. jealous.
1: And every diamond, the mm-hmm. molecules, of the makeup is so different, right? Yeah. It, it might look all the same, but the the composition is yeah. so different. And that's the like both of us are female, but mm-hmm. we live uniquely different. We sound uniquely different. Our minds are different. It's like you can't. But we hold- are
0: aligned when it comes to humanizing. Right.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, regarding to the next question, why are you helping companies to lead with their hearts? Please tell me what is in it for them.
1: Right, absolutely. So, you you know, I I was motivated to find my company culture signs uh, based on my own personal experience, right? And Mm -hmm. when I started speaking more about what I had experienced, how my identity, how my confidence was all corroded, how I was demonised, more people started coming forward and saying, Mm -hmm. hey, I have suffered depression, anxiety, I even thought about suicide. So Mm -hmm. I started digging deeper into, you know, how it truly... truly really impacts people or company at a very granular level, right? Yeah. When you when you treat people like just garbage or rubbish, you know, they're gonna leave. You know, mm-hmm. you are actually responsible for their well-being and they
0: sorry to interrupt you they are not only going to leave we have dealing with people who are tech savvy social media savvy right. and they are going to brand they are going to blog they are going to do something about it to make this publicly known so know right. that you don't you're not getting away with just mystery even you know this we were talking before this episode we were talking about people being dumped on right. zoom being fired on Zoom, yes. yeah,
1: it came out. It's, it's, I think that's such a, a dehumanizing, that's a, mm. such a cruel, yeah. cowardly mm-hmm. action to do, right? It, it's like just because, whatever the reasons that might be, if you're out of business mm-hmm. or if you pay someone, you know, rethink how you're going to to really value your people. Think about yeah. it from an extended lens. What if they miss a paycheck, you know, you, they're going to. Are you displacing them from society, right? How are they going to be displaced? No paycheck, no money to pay rent, no money to buy food, no money for healthcare, no money to support. All the invisible, we're not Mm -hmm. looking at the invisible. Just stop looking at people as commodities. We really need to understand. And know
0: also that what you do now Will might be hurting you. I, I truly believe in karma. So if yeah. what you do now and the way you treat people now, if you don't, karma will bite you in the ass yeah. during this process. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know there are so many leaders. I absolutely lo- love Dan Price who is the CEO of Gravity. Mm-hmm. And and he he is not laying off people, but instead, you know, he he had a conversation with his whole company and people decided to take a pay cut. Yeah, right, but still have a pay cap, have the basic income to sustain in some form or way, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, just firing people. I think that's just such a cruel and cowardly thing to yeah. do, but you're not really valuing your people from a very, very core level, which is from the heart, right? We need to start understanding and really valuing people as people with a beating heart as opposed to just commodities. Yeah, and we really need to understand people are spending 70. To 80% of their awake hours mm-hmm. at work, preparing yeah. for work, getting to work, and yeah. you know, it becomes a perpetual cycle. And when they are dedicating such a hefty timeline for work and they're only given two days to go meditate, exercise, <laughs> <time, laughs> you know, be creative, go to finally relax, yeah. run errands, learn a new skill, how many? Things are they supposed to do within a span of let's say twelve hours a day, mm-hmm. right? Twenty-four yeah. hours within one day, you expect them yeah. to do all of this. Yeah. But five days, people are expected to be at your company, you know, like slaving away, doing work for you when they are not recognised, right? So I think it's really important to really. I value. think also,
0: and I think also, this period will make a shift in the companies who are really uh, treating their people humanly. I mean, I yeah. even I even saw a post recently where somebody shared uh, a good thing to ask during an interview towards a, a recruiter or your manager is, how did you play a part in the corona? How did you treat your people? Yes. Did you fire them or did you provide some extra help so that mm-hmm. they were the same? Because that's also something that can become attractive as uh as for an uh,
1: employee to work for your company right right no absolutely and during times of crisis mm-hmm. you know, that's when you see how how people think and treat other people i think that's yeah. so important
0: that's uh, definitely
1: important yeah definitely. so definitely. yeah I, I think it's like valuing people you know our biggest roi is not the fiscal returns our biggest roi are people Right. And I was reading an experiment done by IKEA and it was a mm-hmm. British uh, company as well. And they did this experiment where they put two plants, two exactly same plants in mm-hmm. different glass boxes. One plant was, you know, they played narratives of you're ugly, you're useless. Mm-hmm. And the plant actually died, a guy that wasn't overhearing it. And the other plant was with positive narrative. You are yeah. beautiful. You are contributing. You're valued. You know you. You're Words to... have
0: energy. Words yeah. have energy. Yeah. Words have energy. I mean, it's it's similar to the rice experiment where you have one bowl of rice which uh, is is getting all the positive feedback. There's one bowl of rice which is being ignored, and there's one bowl of rice within water uh, which is receiving all the bad. Uh, the bad words, right? And you know what the worst bowl was? Can you guess?
1: With the worst words?
0: No. The one who's being ignored. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what so we're f- doing now. That's right. what we're doing now, right? And that's why it's so vital to, to reach out towards somebody who you haven't reached out before, or maybe in a yeah. long, long time, to just let them know that you care about them, and just have a conversation—ten
1: minutes, fifteen minutes—and right. and you're so right. And I, I, the experiment actually proves a really, mm-hmm. really uh, key component: I, yeah. ignoring. Right, ignoring is a form of mm. bullying. Ignoring yeah. is a form of ostracization yeah. and yeah. dehumanizing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, People do this at the workplace, and uh, that not just unconscious bias, but conscious Mm -hmm. discrimination comes into place. Right when we enter a workforce, and then sometimes we gather with people. When and and the narrative is always, "Oh, we think alike." Mm -hmm. But is it because you think a lot, or is it because everyone agrees with you and does not have the courage to disagree with you? And yeah. you ignore people who are independent thinkers, independent speakers, independent doers. Right? Those are the kind of people who take a company or a group or community because leadership is just not inherently present at the workplace. Mm-hmm. True. And it, you know every modality transfers into workplace, homes, communities, nation. Mm-hmm. Right. And if someone is ignored for their independent thinking, for being unique, for being such an individual, that person can, like, corrode, like, ostracization, right? It happens, like, in organizations I was ignored in so many ways. Mm-hmm. and You know, getting ignored.
0: I think I think it's also um, what I forgot to share about your story, that I hope that those who heard it you or those who know who heard it you, um, are watching because I would dislike myself if I had played just a small part or a little part or not even a part in, in uh, stopping it. Uh knowing that something like this is happening and you're not preventing that from happening. I mean, um, you can end up going depressed. You can end up, you know, being not there anymore, or you can end up hurting other people in the Uh way in the long run. And we have to do something about workplace bullying. We have to do something about toxic environment and we have to do something about unconscious bias because sometimes people are, I find it hard to say, but are unaware mm-hmm. of how hurtful their actions and their words right. can be.
1: That That's very true. Um, and I want to touch on something that you highlighted, being mm-hmm. silent. When you are silent, when someone mm-hmm. is getting bullied or getting yeah. mistreated, yeah. I look at that as being... You're pregnant. playing a part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, will you do the same thing if you are in yeah. an... In a scene where someone else is getting kidnapped or someone else is getting raped or murdered, what what would you do to prevent that, right? I mean, those those three examples are really Mm -hmm. bad. It's such a bad experience, but look at that as the invisible, someone else getting bullied, someone else saying, oh, you're not important. Like, even words like, you're a foreigner, what do you know? You, You know, like, very micro- aggression Mm -hmm. those are form of of ignoring and and ostracization that happens at the workplace even when you're sitting in a meeting and when your manager says uh, specifically picks out on a female or a minority person Mm -hmm. and says um mila you take notes today and then and then when you question like what why am i supposed to take notes i want to be engaged in <laughs> a meeting like don't yeah. be afraid to challenge don't True. be afraid to speak out just because someone is telling you to take notes like voice up and say hey we have uh, so many tools to take notes mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna record this let's take a rope uh, t- take notes and tr- you know transcribe it we have all the tools i want to be engaged right yeah. so challenge those those people who say you know take notes and when it becomes a cycle a, a repeated cycle that's a good point have a conversation because sometimes we don't- go on strike <laughs> <laughs> go on strike
0: i'm not noting anymore or yeah. Maybe put your arm in the Mitella saying that your arm hurts or
1: something that
0: you cannot fight anymore.
1: But well, these are like micro forms <laughs> yes. of actions mm. and aggressions where mm. you know we want to humanize the workplace, but we need to start humanizing how yeah. can we include other people into a space. Let it be in meetings, let it be in conversations, you know, don't just say, Oh, you do not know. do invite everyone, even if a person is an intern, even if a person is not ready yet. Awesome me, awesome. (laughs) (coughs) Like really, yeah. Because when we have a diverse group of people in our circle. It challenges ourselves, you know, it, it challenges our own beliefs, our own stereotypical beliefs. True. Like w- we can't say, Oh, I know everything, I went to school, but someone else might see the same topic from a mm-hmm. different perspective. True, so true. It, it's so important to include.
0: I want to include uh, Wahiba. I hope, I hope that I'm pronouncing your name right. She's saying, or I think she's, yes, she's saying, Great topic, ladies. My view is that most companies. Has not made that cultural change needed within the organization to create that platform where our employees are not only seen as an employee code, but are actual human beings. I agree to you in some points. There are companies out there. I know that there are sparse some, but there are companies out there that are really making the effort. But we have a long way to go to make that happen as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like. A culture a culture shift right the whole mm-hmm. paradigm shift happens uh, not just by the leaders by everyone if you say yeah. if you see something say something
0: yeah right?
1: true. don't true. don't be afraid to stand up for someone else don't be afraid to uh to challenge status quo and that's how you know when we encourage status quo when we enable status quo it becomes a dominant culture a very singular mm-hmm. culture with a very similar voice so culture shift happens when everyone plays a part in challenging the status quo and especially, you know, uh, leaders, when you are a leader of an organisation, you need to, like, consciously challenge your own biases or discrimination Mm -hmm. and even challenge yourself, why is this making me uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Why am I getting angry when someone else is reporting this? Why am Mm -hmm. I getting angry when I'm being called up for my own BS? You know, Mm -hmm. we need to start Challenging ourselves, and uh, because if we don't challenge ourselves, there will not be a culture shift. We will not become yeah. effective leaders.
0: Yeah, and also try to create, you know, a psychological safe environments where people can speak up without yeah. hurting each other. Right, because the last thing that I want is you to give such a feedback where it seems like you're making a remake of Texas chain massacre yeah that's that's not what i want that's not what i want so there's another comment made by bernie bernie maya and uh, she's saying i don't think it's microaggression i think it's violence because it's psychological violence people hide behind the fact that it's hard to prove i agree Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. No, very, very brilliant point, isn't it? It is violence. It is violence. And it's so right. You know, you can't prove it. And that was the exact situation that I was in. Mm -hmm. My three managers would create all this situation, and I could not prove it. Yeah. When HR, I I, finally, when I went to HR, HR was like, Can you prove it? I was like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you prove it? Did you right. have a did I provide a body cam for you to prove I was like,
1: like will you go ask someone <laughs> like will you ask someone you know yeah. who's getting murdered? Or can you prove it? Yeah. until yeah. months and months of investigation. True. Right? True. So like, true. Yeah, no, I agree. I prove it. I that. saw
0: I saw something on Twitter and which was very insightful what is the missing piece to belonging inclusion and diversity in the workplace and why
1: oh absolutely um you know last last year i I took a three-month research trip mm-hmm. uh, r- researching about diversity mm-hmm. and we often speak about diversity, especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. We speak about diversity as in, oh, we include everyone.
0: Oh, here uh, in the Netherlands as well, and I think elsewhere as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So in in the conversation of you know we we do not discriminate. You know we include everyone with age, mm-hmm. gender, disability, yeah. and whatnot. But. Mm-hmm. And, it was like going into companies and speaking with more people more organizations and researching the biggest piece people talk about diversity and they say it's we are are, that's inclusion but how are you including people right what kind of inclusion efforts are you doing every talk or majority of the talks or panelists that you see is a very singular voice Mm -hmm, true or we empower women like mm-hmm. Fox magazine you know different platforms different media different aff- efforts what kind of women have dominant voices mm-hmm. where's the diversity of that where's the inclusion of yeah. that and yeah. I spoke with some people and you know when I started submitting my applications and I started speaking with different POCs and different people right and I said what's a common thing that you were told lack of followers I'm not prominent, I don't have a speaker profile, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the CEO of a company. Inclusion is 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 eliminated. So you're not practicing inclusion in organizations. Mm-hmm. True. And then True. when they say belonging, how are you creating a space of belonging? Are you creating mm-hmm. a space of belonging from your singular lens of expectation? Do you expect people to belong the way that you want them sure. to belong according to how? You want them to show up the way that you want them to? Preach, preach the way that you want them to. Yes, yes, That's not belonging. Yes, the yes. Major, major key component from my research, yeah. that I, found, I interviewed people from all over the world, is acceptance. Acceptance is yeah. the missing component. How many times do we in organisations, in workplaces, in communities, in family gatherings, mm-hmm. do we accept on the way they show up at the stage that they are in? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even in interviews, we want someone to belong according to how we expect them mm-hmm. to. Do you have 15 years of experience? Do you have, uh, you know, uh, an MBA? Are mm-hmm. you capable to be in there are company? always.
0: They are always looking for the top five, especially when it comes to women. If there is, if there, if they have a list of 10 skills that you're supposed to own, I mean, men, they can fake up, you know, if they have two skills and they can fake up to up to five, then it's fine. But we, to women, there is this invisible list that we hold ourselves onto, but also other people hold ourselves onto like, okay, you don't fill the list from one to 10 you're not going to be that person. And I'm like, okay, why is it that we have this fixed mindset? Why yeah. is it that you're not, you're not being able to see the potential in somebody who can maybe go beyond that list? Why not be creative? Why not go think right. outside the box, right?
1: Yeah, and, and that's the whole point of diversity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If we are willing to yeah. embrace acceptance yeah. under the umbrella of diversity, mm-hmm. then we can never, never, ever have belonging. We can never have inclusion and diversity because the major component is like a pyramid. You need the base of acceptance. Yeah. How are we going to accept them from their lands and how mm-hmm. are they going to accept us from their, my lands and their lands, right? Because like, think about when you were a child, Think about mm-hmm. the time a child, you went out in the playground, you were yourself. You were yeah. so creative. And everyone wanted to play with you, mm-hmm. right? And in, even in schools, when you created something, everyone was like, hey, let's play together. Mm-hmm. Until you were socialized to think that, okay, you shouldn't be mixing around with that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and true. And was socialized and introduced. It's a social concept of segregation. It's a socialized yeah. concept of race. Mm-hmm. And you know that? When negative words started coming into, yeah. oh, don't, don't be his friend because he is this. Don't be yeah. her friend because she can't read. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and now we are adults. As adults, we should have proper thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we are not evolved in such a way that then you, you can throw diversity out because acceptance is just not saying, hey, I see you how you yeah. are. I want you to come build together with me. It's not that I will accept you. It's I want you. I'm inviting you. Mm-hmm. Come build with me to get there. We True. do not know how we are going to build, but we will build together with your unique skills, with all the unique skills that is existing in our organization or in our group. We will grow to get there
0: yes which is also an excellent excellent hook for the next question mm-hmm. that is can you share three tips on how companies can leap with their hearts during this
1: period yeah so um during a time of crisis i was looking mm-hmm. at crisis from a three-prong perspective right mm-hmm. it's like is the crisis of global crisis like what we are undergoing a pandemic yeah. Is the crisis within a business Right? Mm-hmm. like a merger or an accident, whatever goes on. Then we need to put a PR stunt in front. And then we really need to approach it, crisis with team members who mm. undergo personal crisis. So we need to really understand what kind of crisis are we approaching it or are, are we acknowledging it, mm-hmm. right? So um, I would always say that listen, listen with your eyes, ears, mm. minds, and hearts. Don't just listen, you know. Be on the phone and say, "Oh yeah, I'm listening." No, (laughs) truly listen with your eyes, yes, mind and hearts by understanding how it is going to impact your people, and really embrace empathy. You know, empathy is not like a script that you take from drama and then you, you read and then you act it out. No, empathy. Truly, truly learn what empathy is. Truly cultivate your. Empathy, you know, some people don't have empathy. Some people are not born with it, but you can always learn. When I say learn, genuinely learn, genuinely listen. It makes genuinely.
0: me understand why some people lack empathy because you, <laughs> it's not there from the beginning. Anyway, yeah. sorry, this is just this is a side note. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah, empathy is the biggest yeah. thing. Like, yeah, don't, don't just like read a redescription. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I understand. No, yeah. them, you're not being a genuine leader. You're not True. being a genuine person empathy needs to come from within like truly understand them not just the problem that they are undergoing or the Mm -hmm. crisis that they are experiencing but really like hear where they are coming from because a person doesn't just show up like hey i'm here let's make some money (laughs) but when they fight at home when some someone passes away like their parent a loved one Mm -hmm. it contributes to how they show up as well that goes back to the acceptance piece Right. So we really need to understand as to what kind of crisis are we mm-hmm. approaching, acknowledging? Is it a global crisis? Is it a crisis within a business? Is it a crisis with our team members on a personal yeah. level? And understanding that, and then really deploying empathy and then finding solutions together that will not dehumanize them. When you find solutions, truly work on the solutions and don't tell people, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to find a solution. And then Do it together. Do it together. Yeah. And not just like drop them like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like a compost or or (laughs) like leftover foods that you're going to throw in the rubbish bin. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important. Like listen critically with your eyes, ears, minds and hearts. And empathy, you know, deploy empathy and really find solutions. It should together. be
0: mandatory to have empathy as a leadership skill, yeah. Otherwise, you can't lead,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think that you can lead effectively without empathy, mm-hmm. kindness, and and love. Because, like, without love, I'm not asking you to like kiss and hug anyone, but mm-hmm. that, are <laughs> no. that, that, are, that are different languages of love, yeah. right? Some people, um. Sh- I think everyone should read five languages of love, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, expand, extend your mindset as to what are different languages of love to show kindness, to really value some else. True, true.
0: What is your hope after this crisis? What is your hope that companies will be doing after this?
1: Uh, Well, I, I really... Hope because right now everyone is adopting as to, oh, I really want to care for my people, and then mm-hmm. they're trying to find resources uh, having people work from home. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want people to understand, and organizations and companies to understand working from home in this pandemic mm-hmm. reveals so many invisible acts that your mm-hmm. people are going through. And it goes back to my point as, are you really listening with your eyes, ears, minds, and heart? With this pandemic, people working from home not just have a challenge of working from home, right, the kind of resources, but homeschooling their children, mm-hmm. trying to juggle work, homeschooling children, trying to dissolve conflicts within their children,
0: mm-hmm. making lunch
1: with their children, right, and and so many other things, and like house chores. When you have children at home, so many things goes on. Mm-hmm. So many really. To understand what are the real challenges that are not visible to us when they are in a workplace. Now the yeah. workplace privilege is taken away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, school care after school care is taken away. You know yeah. some some people take care of their disabled child, disabled yeah. parents. Parents, yeah. All this is becoming visible right now. So mm-hmm. my hope for companies after this crisis is to really think about what does flexibility mean in the workspace? Yeah. Right. What kind of resources can I provide my people? What is the the normalcy of work from eight to five? Why not create flexibility? What, what other time that you need to work from? Wherever that you need to work from, what kind of yeah. resources, and it need? will save a lot of commuting
0: as well. I mean, right. some people I've been hearing that some people spend like three hours for just for one trip mm-hmm. to go to their work, right? And it will save you. Your company will save so much money, but also your your employee will save so much stress and so uh-huh. much time, valuable time which can be spent uh, effectively on something right. else.
1: And Yeah, absolutely. And challenge the 40-hour work week. Mm. So my company... Do you work
0: 40 hours? I thought in the States it was 40 plus, right?
1: 40 plus hours. Yeah. And you challenge that. When you have automation, why can't mm-hmm. you humanize the workflow? Mm-hmm. Like Get rid of all the mundane data entry. Get yeah. rid of all of that. So it liberates mm-hmm. your people to mm-hmm. be more creative and to even find... Creative ideas to elevate your business. You, you know, my company, my company, I, I do it in such a way that I don't make pe- my my people work 40 hours. Like, work what, whatever mm-hmm. hours that works for you. Work what, yeah. whatever time that works for you. I don't care that you need to report to me. We have a power hour, Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. One hour, it's very focused. The- this is the angle. Do whatever that you need to do to mm-hmm. get to the Let me know what resources I can give you. Yeah. But you have the entrepreneurial creative skill. You, as I give that liberty to people, like this is what you create. This is the way
0: to go. That's the way to go. That's definitely the way to go.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for more companies to adopt. Like look at people from a very humanistic way. It's like they are not commodities. They are not robots. Okay.
0: Now we're, Fast-forwarding into uh, 2025, (laughs) what do you hope then? What is your wish for then?
1: Well, I really hope that people will start adopting right now in order Mm -hmm. to be that in twenty twenty-five. You know, like change your narrative, change your narrative from from you know engagement to productivity to Mm -hmm. enablement. You know, how are you enabling your people? I want to see more organizations to enable their people from a very core level like yeah. look at the maslow's law what do they need what do they like what's their core how mm-hmm. can we cultivate that child in them just because you're an adult does not mean that you use your mm-hmm. your child in you, right what do you want to do like evolve your job descriptions into career perspectives mm-hmm. Don't just yeah. put a job with that Create careers. That for sounds people. so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And career is just not marketing specialists, PR <laughs> specialist, you know, program manager. Put in such a way yes. that you know you want to start here, Start. But yeah. create something to a point where you want to evolve. You know, why not give people to become entrepreneurs? You know, if yeah. people want to their business, enable them in your space. Enable them in your space where they have hundred percent. Well, 95%, you know, copyright, whatever, it's their business. But 5% equity in you because you're enabling that space. So try to rethink what culture is becoming. Rethink what workplace is becoming. Because when you enable your people from the core, from a very creative level, you do not know how far they can go. And that's the mindset that we must adopt as companies and (laughs) organisations. I love that. (laughs) I
0: have... have Two comments from Bernie Maya. So Bernie is saying that I don't think, oh, no, she already said that. Uh, The first things that she's saying is most women have been brought up to be perfect. The you should do this or that in our own language tells us that if we don't tick all the boxes, we are not perfect. So we don't belong. No, we are not perfect. And we do belong. I know that I'm not perfect. And I know that I do belong. So let's it's all changed the narrative. Right. And another uh, comment that she's making is an excellent point. The language of connectedness is so important. And thanks for reminding me of that. Thank you for sharing uh, us that. Yes, definitely. Is there something else that you want to add on the last
1: minute? No, I, I like to tell people like humanizing the workplace starts for you. Mm-hmm. It starts with everyone. And as leaders, and I want everyone to to listen. To this very important. There's a leader in everyone. Amen. That's a leader. leader. Don't (laughs) let anyone else tell you or define what leadership is. Leadership is in singular, it's so nuanced, it's so diverse. That's situational leaders, you know. Mm -hmm. You are a leader when you can impact one person. Mm -hmm. You can one person you can lift up one person you are a leader don't let a job description your job title the lack of followers define whether you're a leader or not you know success is not about winning success Mm -hmm. is about progression it's about helping it's about and what are you doing
0: for mankind i think that's more important yeah what are you doing for the next generation what are you doing to um to to put you know to put some money in your social wallet instead of yeah. your financial wallet
1: yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. that's that's what i want you to part with. you know leadership the now of leadership is hardship it's mm-hmm. it's hardship you know you yeah. you it's the new kind of leading, you lead from the heart, you value people, you show empathy, love, kindness, truly understand them from a very extended lens and really creating solutions together and not saying, you know, you're not wanted, you're not worthy. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why everyone is born. There's a reason Mm -hmm. why everyone is on this earth. It's not your place to say you're not wanted, you're not worthy. Because everyone brings something crucial. So, That's the message I want to give. I want
0: to thank you for this valuable insight and for this awesome conversation. The time flew. And I also want to let the people who are watching know that she has her own channel. She has her own live interviews. Unfortunately, not yet on LinkedIn. But you can follow her on Twitter, Mila Deshaun, and look her up. And she has a she has a live broadcast on Monday and Friday. And for those of you who are in my time zone, you can watch the replay as well. So follow her on Twitter if you have Twitter. Follow her if you don't have Twitter, get Twitter and follow her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Vivian. Like me in this very safe space and accepting me for the way I am. I truly. Of course,
0: me. of course, you're. You're an ally, and I love people who have the humanizing part high. So um, I'm going to close off, but don't leave. I'm going to close off so that we can uh, say a proper goodbye. And okay. thank you again. <laughs> so for our next the next conversation, we'll be with uh, Chantal van der Berg. And it will be in Dutch upcoming Thursday. It will be in Dutch uh, 7.45. And it's about effective virtual communication. We are going to talk about the neuroscience and the neuromarketing, and also about this zooming effect or all these video calling effects. So if you're Dutch, please watch this episode. And if you're not Dutch, then you can watch us uh, next week. And um, that's it for now. If you have nothing to share, my name is Vivian, Vivian Aqua. I love doing this live broadcast and I love talking as you can see. Um, If you know about, if you have a guest speaker or if you know somebody else that I should be interviewing or if you have a topic that you want me to have uh, to do an interview for about, for not about, um, just let me know. Just let me know, I want to include you or maybe, you know, add yourself in the mix. Maybe you want to be my become my next guest speaker. Sign up, let me know so that I know that I can interview you or know that I can interview somebody else. I am forever grateful for having your attention and I also want to end on the, a positive note. Please stay safe and let's make this uh, social distancing a success so that we can flatten the curve. Thank you and until next time, bye.